Well, this is a real treat for us. Timing Su- is uh, impeccable. Perfect. Perfect. The NBA finals are starting on Friday morning. The Denver Nuggets taking on the Miami Heat. Um, it should be a fantastic series. Uh, first in the West versus eighth in the East. So hopefully the Denver Nuggets can hold on and Jokic can get the chocolates and win this. To speak to us about that and plenty of other basketball things. We've gone to the very top. Oh, yes. The best ever. Australian basketball coach, and that's Brian Gorgian. He joins us. G'day, Brian. G'day. Nice to be aboard. How are we all? <laughs> it couldn't be Very better. Good. Thank you for joining us, mate. Tell us. Well, we'll start with the NBA and the Denver Nuggets, uh, considering that I've jumped on um, a few years ago, but haven't really told anyone about it until this week. Um, how, how will they go in the uh, in the finals? I'm, I, I'm telling the, from the heart, uh, I've just... Um, been on the edge of my seat all the way through with Miami. I'm just um, been so so impressed with uh, the culture there, um, punching above their weight and the momentum. And I was actually a Bucks fan because of you know when the playoffs started because of Joe Ingles. But once they got knocked out, um, been so excited and and so impressed with how they've continued and what they've done. But. You know, as far as if you said you're putting money down, who do you favor here? Who should win this thing? I just think you can't go past Denver. Just uh, the Joker's been unstoppable. Um, I, I, you know, I know I talk about Miami, but, you know, on the flip side, just love the way they play as well. Just uh, uh, team basketball, almost the European style. You know, the ball moves. It doesn't stick. He's a tremendous teammate, tremendous passer. Everything goes through him, and they're just, uh, um, you know, beating the Lakers four straight the way they've played. I just have to favor them right now. Uh, Brian, it's uh, was here. Thanks for joining us. Um, I get the feeling there's um, there may be a slight comparison here with, uh, say, Miami beating the Lakers or Miami against Denver is a maybe an Australian Boomers team beating an, a, an American team. You got to have that team where you got to have everything sort of going right. And hundred percent. I just think it, it very much uh, the culture and what we tried to create at the Boomers and that thing being visual and uh, uh, doing it all is one. You know, um, uh, teamship, and I, I think it's it's very prevalent in Australian sport. You know, when you compare it, you know, as again, being an American and coming over here and the Australian football, uh, uh, the way Australians are. And I think it, it, it says a lot now. Um, I think that as an, when you, you look at America and the NBA, a lot of our guys that have been brought over there, um, it's been a huge part of, of their skill set is they have that teamship quality. You know, you look at, a, I think Delhi was a part of Sacramento just for that purpose, being around Mike Brown at the Cavaliers and Mike Brown seeing what Delhi is as a human being, as he is as a teammate, um, that culture and trying to build that at Sacramento. I think that's why he brought Delhi there. Joe, Patty, you know, your jock. You look at the guys in there, they've got that. The boomers have that. And uh, again, um, on the big stage now, you see that with Miami. 
you know, all these undrafted guys um, that have character, um, put the team first, Spolstra, Pat Riley, it's ingrained. And, and here we are in a, in a final series. And really, Denver's not far off the mark either with Malone and what he's created there at Denver. And I, I love, as a basketball fan, like to see um, that being successful. Yeah, and we, if, well, with your coaching, and so you go from coaching your team to coaching the Boomers, what, what, what do you change? Is it, or how do you go about coaching the Boomers? Is it more about uh, that? sort of culture or is it or do you you're trying to bring other things in there as well well i mean it, it, it everything is is you have to have a i guess for me with the boomers this time you know it was unique in the fact that i spent you know two olympic campaigns after virtually after the sydney olympics with the boomers and handed it over and then almost you know over 10 years coming back to it with maybe six months and, and what I basically had on the floor was a, a five-day practice um, situation and uh, three games, three or four. We, we went to um, Vegas and played uh, Nigeria, Team USA, and Argentina, and then virtually we were in the village playing. Mm. So um, the culture um, was, was big there and was something that, you know, I used as a as a focus point after Longley, Bradkey, Gaze, Vlahov had retired um, all together at the same time. It was a focus for us in rebuilding the Boomers, and I really walked into it ten years after you know being part of the start of it and where they'd taken it to um, was incredible. And I felt that as soon as I walked in the gym, that was something there. And then you know, as far as the basketball. Um, my mindset was clarity and simplicity. You know, I only have a short period of time. Let's do certain things well. And then obviously, you know, um, you have the situation a lot of times in club basketball where you create something and you recruit people into a system. And um, the, the international scenario is more you get the best players in the country and whoever they are, you create a system around them. And, uh, you know, again, the, the defensive schemes um, with Matisse Keibel and Exum and, and the people that, w- that were there were new. And uh, I thought that was a key to our success. Mm-hmm. And then, as we've talked about before, that ball movement had been in there and we kind of tweaked it a little bit to suit the group that we had. And all of those pieces came together. You know, ball movement on the offensive end and um, on the defensive end, I thought we we were maybe the best team in the Olympics at rotation, on-ball defense, defensive transition, and that's how we medaled. Is there, does that give you expectations now? Is there expectations or are you, that's not a word that you would use? Oh, we, we don't use expectations, it's gold. And uh, I walked into that. And, and now when you um, think about the boomers or um, look at the boomers, it, the expectations should be there. Um, you know, the, the fundamentals here in, in Australia, again, being away 10 years, coming back, the center of excellence, the job Peter Lonigan's doing there, and uh, Marty Clark with the, the NBA 
situation there and then um the stadiums being built the extensions of the courts junior basketball we're the tip of the 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 top of the pyramid Mm -hmm. but what's going on underneath is amazing and then the domestic competition is the extension of the national team and right now what Larry Kesselman's done with the NBL from the time that I left till now is incredible and so um, through that process we're starting to churn out players and we're starting to churn them out consistently and right now we have 10 NBA players we got uh, the bronze medal um, at the last Olympics and you know I think the hardest thing that I've ever done in coaching was um, after we lost to Team USA in Tokyo was lifting their chins off the floor at the disappointment because they the whole team expected gold and uh, when um, that dream was broken to lift them up off the ground and compete for that bronze medal so it just tells you um, as we put this team together with Patty Mills and Joe Ingles and Delhi being a part of this group, it carries over. And um, they let that be known from once the team selected, they're communicating now about the gold medal and uh, nothing else is acceptable. <laughs> it's extraordinary. Pumped. And it's an amazing time for Australian basketball. It really is a, a golden generation it is uh, at the moment, Brian. Um, Tell us, um, I mean, you, you say that was, a, that was the hardest part about coaching, but what, what's it going to be like the next few months when you've got to tell probably NBA players that they're not even playing for Australia? Well, I've been on the on the flip side where, you know, you, you're after Gaze and Brad Key, and like I said, those guys retired. You know, it, it was hard to, to, you know, that 11th and 12th getting quality guys. Um, to that level and and building that now to have a situation where um, it's it's really tough decisions and and to be truthful with you it was tough decisions those last positions on the 18 so to have that um, in the national program if you're going to say gold medal well this has got to be part of the process tough decisions and um, cutting great players and good people i mean it's it's difficult it's the worst part of the job but it also if you don't have that you're 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 under the bar so right mm-hmm. now knowing that we've got that depth that kind of talent and, and you're cutting um great people and, and a great player um it, it shows where australian basketball is and it also um reinforces that you know we should be setting our standards very high Yes, yes. And one of the players, of course, um, that's on the, the edge, that's a superstar when he's up and about, is uh, Ben Simmons. Um, I'm not, we're not going to let you get away without asking about him and uh, how he's going and uh, the, the chances of him possibly making the squad for the World Cup. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of always <clears throat> questions about it, but honestly, it, it's really clear. You know, um, he um, is... Uh, knows that this is is a good environment, that the boomers are good. He wants to play with his friends. He wants to play. Um, it's a real good time for him now um, with the team and with where he's at, and he would love to play. And, you know, he wanted to play um, at Brooklyn towards the end of the season, I'm sure, but he's hurt. 
And right now, you know, the door is open. It's been discussed. You know, if he can get himself healthy and right, we'll bring him into camp. And if he's if he's Ben Simmons and the Ben Simmons we know, and it's a healthy Ben Simmons, um, you know, um, he would really, really help us in, in a lot of areas. He's a tremendous basketball player. Um, you know, he can do multiple things offensively. And if there was a, a uh, an area that we're looking at closely as a staff, it's you know the, the big position defensively. You know, who's who 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 can help in there after Jock mm. and really, you know, Ben's um, can guard one through five. So um, not only can he help us on the offensive end, he can help us on the defensive end and he would make us a, a stronger unit. And the guys w- would love to have him. Um, and, you know, I know it's something that he wants. It's just right now he didn't play the whole back half of the season. He's had some problems with himself physically, and right now he's working his tail off to get healthy to play. So um, camp starts, you know, August 1st, and uh, if he can get himself healthy and get to camp, um, it would give the whole thing a big lift. And another player you must be extremely sort of excited uh, about the way he's gone this year as well. And he's, I think he's second or third. Josh Giddy, um, yeah, he's just just moving in the right direction, isn't he? Wow! 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, amazing. You know, coming back to the NBL and uh, you know him playing for Adelaide. Never, I, I know I was in Melbourne at the time. And I didn't know I was going to coach. It was during COVID. And I went and uh, that I was going to be at Wollongong or Illawarra or that situation. I was just back from China and I was watching some workouts at um, uh, where United are going up and down. And, you know, there was talk of him playing at United. Then I heard he signed at Adelaide. And I had no idea. Um, I, I'd heard that, you know, Warwick, who I know, had a son that was very good, but I didn't. You know, and then I saw him running up and down, and then you know I end up at the gong, and uh, the next thing I know, we're playing against him, and I thought, wow, this kid um, is really talented, and almost you know um, Andrew Gazish um, different. You know, Andrew um, was incredible without the basketball in his hand. Larry Birdish, you know, just you know that system that Andrew, that Lindsay had in. He just um, did so much without the ball in his hand. And this kid, um, just totally different, um, passing the ball, left hand, right hand, um, uh, unusually gifted. You know, it's, it's usually the Australian, their scorers are their big. And he was unique. And now, um, you know, you, you take it to okay, well, he's going to go through his learning period in the NBA, and he walked right in. And um, honestly, he's, he's I know this is a long conversation, but it's he's got to be recognized. As, as, I don't know that anyone um, from Australia has come in and done what he's done. You know, like he's getting triple doubles. Um, he's an integral part of a team that totally overachieved with youth. And he's, you know, uh, an incredible teammate. He, I mean, he's a guy that you'd love to play with. So um, I know um, he's going to be a great addition to the Boomers and, um, you know, a, a piece that um, we didn't have in Tokyo that is going to um, make us a much better team. 
Yes, it is. And as you know, just since shivers down your spine, just thinking about how good it's going to be. Um, But before the World Cup, we've got... uh, some, uh, some games at Rod Laver Arena in the middle of August. Uh, should be really looking forward to it. So it's Brazil, South Sudan and Venezuela. Um, how fair to is this? And is this the last chance the players will get to earn their spot? Correct. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go up to Cairns and have a camp and then we'll, we'll cut that squad down to 15 and then make the decision on the final 12 after those three games. And I know they're, they're, you know, all these guys, a lot of them, haven't played in Australia as a team for a long, long time. So to be in Melbourne and um, to play here in front of our home crowd before we go is something I know, you know, when you speak to Joe and Patty, um, is there, you know, is, and we're starting to get discussions like that with the coaching staff, you know, Zooming all the time about what we're going to do in camp and then spending a little time with Joe and Patty, you know, on, you know, and, and keeping them informed and going through the schedule, the practice plan. And I just know those guys are really, really excited to play on home soil. We haven't done that for a while. And uh, the Sudan team, I mean, the, the two, uh, uh, you know, Venezuela and Brazil are, are both uh, tough teams and, and are going to be good for us in preparation. And then the Sedan team, a lot of those guys have been developed through the NBL, which is another and, you know, won the Africans. It's, it's something that Angola usually gets done. And the NBL, again, I, I always talk about Larry Kesselman and, and how um, great and what wonderful things has gone on in in the last you know since i left you know 10 years ago going awake what how how the growth has been and you know that sedan community is really starting to contribute to the nbl and now a lot of those guys have gone on and you know represented um sudan and the africans and won it and are now a part of the world game so that game is going to be um, a tremendous spectacle and, um, you know, really exciting for Australian basketball. Yes, cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait. I mean, particularly them. I'm sure you've got a couple of courtside tickets for us, so um, <laughs> you, you can just leave them with us. Um, but uh, just just, uh, just a couple of quick ones before we let you go, and we really appreciate your time, Brian. Um, uh, just with the change of coach at the South East Melbourne Phoenix, um, were you ever interested in that position or are you too busy with the Boomers? No, I mean I've I've um, I loved my time back with honestly when I went to the Gong. If I was going to be in the NBL, I I never um, would have left. I would have finished my career as far as Australia goes. There, I wouldn't have left and now come back to another team. Uh, uh, they treated me great. Um, we built a, a really nice thing over a two-year period. Um, the management, the, the t- we had a really good situation there. My reason for leaving was really, you know, as far as the domestic situation is, I really believe in this EASL and this, um, you know, they keep talking about expansion and Larry's talking about expansion. I think, and I, the vision I had after going to China, spending some time in Japan, now spending time in the Philippines, I've done a lot in the Asian and obviously being away with the boomers. And I started going to China with the boomers way back in, you know, way back. And uh, I just believe that um, the future of this 
is um, an international Euro League of Asia. And it started, and I'm, I'm friends with the guy that did this, that explained to me over a number of years the vision, and now it's a reality. And I went, and I'm a part of the Bay Area Dragons, the head coach of that. They're in the EASL. We had the first year of that, and it's going to grow. And I really believe eventually Australia, New Zealand, they're going to be a part of this. And you're going to have your NBL is the domestic league. And then you're going to have the EASL is the international competition with, you know, Melbourne playing or sorry, United playing Beijing, Beijing playing, you know, Manila. You know, that type of um, environment is what I've jumped into and I want to um, finish my career um, tying that together domestically and obviously you know internationally would would love to uh, get that gold medal with the boomers yes no there's no better man to be doing it no there's not and uh, just just lastly Brian uh, the NBA will round back to that Uh, what's the series score and uh, the MVP of the the final series I'm going with Denver and um I'm saying four to two, and I'm going with the Joker as MVP. I just, I uh, Butler's been incredible, but I, I just, I, I just cannot believe um, how good he is. <laughs> you know, now you're seeing it. Denver's kind of a small market, but now you're seeing it. You know, like look at who he's played against right through and what he's doing. Mm. I mean, I mean, at halftime, sometimes you look, he's played 20 minutes and he's got 20 points, 15 rebounds. He's got a triple-double in 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, no one's had anything for him. And I don't see Miami, I mean, they, they play their ass off. I'll be really interested. I think a key factor is, um, and I thought it was huge in this last series, when they flipped the zone on Boston. Mm. But I just think he's too has too many dimensions. But whenever they were in trouble in these series, Milwaukee, which was a big one for them, New um, New York, they got through. But then this Boston one, those were the two best records in the NBA. And I thought those were the two. And they won those series when they were in trouble. They flipped to the zone. And if they can, uh, I haven't seen that yet. I just, I, I can't imagine that being successful with a big guy like him. But if it is, and it's the answer to um, the Joker, maybe things will be different. I'm interested to see it, but I'm saying 4-2, the Joker MVP. Oh, fantastic. Well, that warms my heart, Brian. It really does. Um, But look, we'll we'll leave it there, buddy. Uh, Unbelievable to chat. Um, Thank you for giving us so much of your time. Good luck with the next few months, mate. Uh, It's going to be incredible and the best basketball team Australia's ever produced. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Good on you. Brian Gorgian there, uh, Boomer's head coach. And they've got a huge couple of months ahead. And what an access that was. And how special was that? Yeah, it's got me fired up.